What is up guys? This is Scott from Iron Legion. This is episode 272 of the Not Born This Way podcast, official podcast of the Iron Legion Strength Company. So it's been a couple of weeks since I recorded and uh, I'll give you a heads up in advance. Today will probably be even more all over the place than usual because uh, I don't really have a specific plan I'm going to want to talk about, but I just had a lot of things I want to cover. Um, so first I wanted to touch base on why I've been out for a couple weeks. I have, today was the first day I've worked out, uh, well I worked out, today's Monday, I worked out Saturday for like literally 25 minutes of push-ups, uh, body weight squats and some band work, but not including that, today was my first workout with weights in about three weeks. Um, and I haven't done anything in those three weeks that would be remotely considered exercise except for some uh, couple mile walks with my wife. So the reason for that was um, I had some uh, eye surgery uh, a week or two ago uh, for some, uh, they're called chalazions, but they're like uh, styes. And I had a large one in one eyelid and a small one in the other. So uh, for a while I was just laying low and doing some uh, stuff at home to try to get rid of them uh, waiting for a surgery date uh, and in the meantime they just looked freaking gnarly and uh, I stayed home because of that um, and uh, I had a little stomach thing and anyway long story short all of a sudden three weeks go by and uh, haven't worked out so I wanted to I, I posted about this on our private page for the Iron Legion because I wanted to get feedback from people and if anybody's listening to this and wants to chime in I'd love to hear from you uh, in just three weeks of not working out and also being more, more quarantined than normal right we're still under I don't know some you know semi quarantine mask orders and shit um, but I was also not coming in to the gym to work I was working from home so I was even more restricted than usual. And I really did start feeling symptoms of depression, uh, feeling withdrawn. I was posting less. I, was, I didn't even record this. I mean, technically I could have done this the whole time, right? But I felt depressed, withdrawn, um, just kind of dull. All the, all the things that, that I've heard depression uh, described as. Uh, some years ago, I, I went through a period of depression for sure. And it felt very similar to that. Uh, felt just kind of dark and uh, not a very positive outlook on everything and I know a large part of that was not exercising uh, you know we've talked about this a lot you know working out once you get into it is really more mental emotional than it is physical um, it gives a lot of us uh, a, a peace of mind and an ability to handle uh, life and when you take that away, man, things get tough. Uh, it, it releases endorphins, you know, chemicals that literally make you feel better. Uh, when you do that on a daily basis or a regular basis, and then you stop, uh, it's like withdrawing from anything. So um, definitely was not feeling good. I uh, feel great right now after my workout. Got a new program in place, so I'm excited about that. Feeling optimistic about lots of things. And a lot of it is just my mindset of knowing that I can get back to working out. And then taking an aggressive approach on the other parts of my life, okay? So what I want to talk about there is, A, the importance of working out on your mental well-being. So if you are somebody that has experienced 
loss of well-being, mental well-being, without being able to work out, or if your gym was closed, or if you're in a state that's shut down, uh, please let me know, because I am compiling an article about how important and how essential gyms are, and how we cannot be shut down again. We are an essential business. We can't be closed uh, as a way to try to contain the virus. That's not the way to do it. So anyway, the other part was when you take a passive approach so you know when i'm not working out i'm feeling very passive i'm feeling like the world is happening to me so i'm sitting here uh you know worried about is the governor gonna shut down gyms again you know are we going to be forced to close is someone going to test positive um our clients feeling safe at the gym our coaches feeling safe at the gym are we doing everything that we can um these things are on my mind 24-7, okay? Um, but once I made the mental decision to aggressively approach all of these things, uh, it just changes the way your life feels because right now so much is uncertain and so much is in the hands of other people. But when you take control of as much as you can and realize that you can make changes to your business model, you can make, you can start other businesses, you can look at, like, plan for what to do if that happens instead of getting caught by surprise um, you can think creatively and start to uh, you know try to grow other areas of the business we're trying to work on extending the online service we're trying to uh, grow the apparel side so do things that will still give us the ability to provide for ourselves and our families no matter what happens so I just wanted to let you guys know that that's something you should always keep in mind that um, sitting back and letting things happen to you uh, doesn't feel good. Uh, there were days where I just wanted to stay in the in the bed, you know, and not face what might be waiting for me. Um, but something my dad told me years ago when I first started to go through some difficult times as a young adult, he said, listen, don't worry about, you know, next week's problems or what could happen worry about whatever's right in front of you today you know that, that take tomorrow's problems on tomorrow and that really stuck with me it wasn't meant to say don't be prepared and don't think ahead but it was meant to say you know i'll, I'll use the example of this you know there's uh some states are being shut down we're in maine there are very few cases here but from a percentage basis the cases appear to be rising um, so it's not unlikely to assume things might get shut down again uh, I'm very hopeful not uh, I'm feeling positive that they won't be but I could spend a whole lot of time in the what-if land of if it happens again uh, but when I think about what my dad told me I think about you know what as of today we're not shut down so I'm gonna operate and worry about what other challenges I have in front of me today and I'll worry about that one if I find out that's the case. The other thing I wanted to mention, and again, a bit personal, but uh, some months ago, uh, it occurred to me. So if you follow me on social, you might've seen, I read the book called The Road. Uh, the Road is by Cormac McCarthy, Cla McCarthy classic book, phenomenal book. Uh, difficult to read because of the subject matter. Um, but it hit me right in the freaking chest. It's about uh, a post-apocalyptic America. I think it's America, but it's a post-apocalyptic world. You don't really know what's happened, but everything's basically destroyed. But this guy, who I would imagine they don't ever say, but he's probably in his 50s-ish, maybe 40s, uh, is alive and roaming the earth with his young son, who might be eight or nine 
uh, which is which coincidentally is my son's age. So I'm 51, he's nine. Uh, and they're basically roaming the world, trying to head south for warmer weather and trying to survive. And there's, uh, you know, roving bands of marauders around and just destruction everywhere. And it's just a story of their survival roaming across the countryside and, and bonding and, and learning about each other and their love for each other. I won't talk, I won't ruin the book for you, but I'd recommend you read it if you're mentally prepared and emotionally prepared to handle it. But one of the biggest challenges that is facing this man is that he has to stay alive for his child. It is, it is so obvious that, like, obviously we all are trying to stay alive, right? That's, a, that's an instinct that we have, but it's even more dramatic that he, he has so much responsibility to stay healthy and stay alive because this kid's got no one else. There's no other family. There's people all around looking to do bad things. So it's, there's so much pressure on him not to have anything happen to him. And then if anything does happen to him, what does he do about his kid? So it's very harrowing throughout the book about you're, you're worried the whole time what's going to happen to him and if something happens to him, what happens to the kid? So it, it got me thinking. Um, obviously, I'm always trying to uh, be quote-unquote healthy and strong and everything else, but this just put new perspective on, man, what if something happened to me? You know, am I doing everything in my power to be healthy and alive for as long as possible for this kid not for my son and also my daughter and my wife but my son was the one that felt the most because he's the youngest and obviously that book just just hit home so it got me looking at my own life and saying well what what are the things that I do that are obviously gonna hopefully extend my lifespan or at least enhance my life and make it better and are there things that are n not doing that are there things that are counterproductive to, to living a long life I called my my little new journey 50 more uh, for 50 more years now granted 101 might be a stretch but the idea was I really need to look at longevity versus short term and when I when I looked at my personal life, I realized that um, I have had an alcoholic drink, typically a, a scotch or a bourbon, every night for probably close to 10 years. Now, I'm no expert on addiction or anything like that, and for a very long time, uh, I convinced myself that that was perfectly fine because uh, I was never drinking to the point of being drunk. Uh, it was really never more than probably two drinks. Although, if I were to measure how much I'm pouring in a glass, maybe each of those is two. Maybe that's four drinks. Um, but every time I'd go to the doctor, right, they'd ask you, you know, how many drinks uh, do you drink? Yeah. How often? I'd say occasionally, socially. Bullshit. What I should have been saying was, Every single night, like clockwork, kids go to bed, I pour myself a scotch or a bourbon or a whiskey. And again, I don't know if that was considered alcoholism or addiction or what, but I do know that I have a very addictive personality uh, throughout my life. I've been addicted to nicotine for years and years and years. Uh, I quit that cold turkey at one point when it was very similar story. Uh, I had heard I chewed tobacco and dipped tobacco for a long time uh, as a high school or a college athlete and as a bodybuilder. 
and uh, I saw a photograph of a baseball player in his 20, like who was 25 and chewing tobacco when he was in like back in the you know 70s or something. And he looked robust and young and awesome. And I saw a picture of him at like 75 with half his fucking mouth missing from mouth cancer. And that woke me up real quick, and I quit chewing tobacco. Uh, but I have. I mean, I'm addicted to caffeine. Uh, I'm just that, that type of personality. I'm kind of all or nothing. So um, whether I was addicted to alcohol or not, again, because it was only a couple drinks a night, I could easily, uh, you know, look up some information to make me feel better about it. That, uh, you know, alcohol is, you know, those, those freaking red wine studies that say, you know, one glass a day is help, healthy, blah, blah, blah. The point is there was a night where uh, it was, you know, put the kids to bed, went to go get my drink and there wasn't any there and instead of just saying all right well I'll just go to bed I got dressed got my keys got went out in the cold and went to go get some and that was the moment where I realized this is addiction um, that's kind of how I would be with coffee right if I got up to go to work and there was no coffee it's not an option to not have coffee <laughs> like I'm gonna buy it on the way to work I'm gonna if we go on vacation I'm gonna make sure the coffee maker my, like it's a given I'm gonna have it and I'm at this point in my life quite comfortable with being addicted to coffee maybe that's the next one but I'm not gonna take that on I, I did try to cut that out at the same time as I cut out the booze that was a bad idea anyway so I realized in that moment I'm addicted here uh, whether it's physically psychologically or both like I am going out of my way making myself very uncomfortable to go get this alcohol and no matter how you want to I want to make myself feel better about it even if it's not having a major negative effect on my health which I do believe it probably was uh, because it is a depressant and a toxin um, even if it wasn't showing up yet right in blood work or any kind of uh, organs or anything like that uh, it's not good and it's definitely not helping me live to 100. Uh, it may not be hurting, but I, my gamble would be that it's hurting, not helping. So at that moment, I realized I got to cut this shit out. Uh, and now that was probably about eight weeks ago now. Uh, I didn't want to say anything early on um, because I didn't want to be that guy that, that's you know talking shit before he can actually do it. And uh, to be honest, the first week uh, was not fun and it was hard. And I definitely felt... Uh, withdrawal type of things or I, I kind of didn't know what to do myself in the evening uh, I did start drinking kombucha which if you're gonna try to do this a I would recommend it um, for many reasons but the kombucha is a great way to do it because there is some naturally occurring alcohol from the fermented stuff um, but for but kombucha is super healthy so I believe that using that to taper off the alcohol was probably helpful from a physical addiction standpoint uh, psychologically I could still satisfy my need for something in the evening um, and uh, it's really good for you so anyway I'm drinking kombucha haven't had alcohol um, feeling very good about that and proud about it now the weird thing is I expected to feel much better the first week or two so I'm like man I've been doing this like like I'm not I'm not joking guys like two drinks a night for like fucking 10 years so I'm like I'm gonna fucking feel awesome after this um, and to be honest with you I didn't feel different at all right away um, and I was kind of Jones and like I said now uh, it's been a weird you know three of those weeks I haven't been working out I haven't been eating very much so I've dropped you know probably 10 pounds but uh, overall, man, I definitely feel leaner and uh, healthier, and my mental clarity is much better. Uh, I feel like I 
generally have a little bit more positive outlook outside of that three week uh, weird window of not working out and being kind of sick. Um, so my point being, I've just made the decision to look at things in my life a little bit differently and uh, cut out things, you know, things I've, like, again, in, in my role, I, I, as a somewhat of a role model for people, I, I have to live this kind of healthy lifestyle. But there were, you know, definitely things I was doing that weren't conducive to uh, living 50 more years. So looking at that differently, uh, and I just wanted to put that out here. If anybody is in that, if that rings true with any of you guys with the alcohol, again, uh, you know, my life, I had always imagined an alcoholic drinking to like a lot right like a half a bottle or a bottle or something i don't know or drinking 20 beers but i don't and i don't know like i said i don't know what i was doing all i know is uh i don't think it was the best thing for me to be doing and i feel a whole lot better not doing it and if you are looking to do the same and you want some support uh hit me up because uh i did not think i could do this to be honest, uh, you guys may have heard of the program called 75 Hard by Andy Frisella, which is 75 days of sticking to a diet, not drinking, two workouts a day, a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, I'm planning to start that in a couple weeks, actually, with my wife, but I was always hesitant to do it because I didn't think I could give up the alcohol part. And, uh, you know, I justified that as, like, my one vice, and I don't want to give it up and blah, 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 but it's bullshit. Um, I, I could do it you could do it like i said i'm i'm a very addictive person so if i was able to give it up i'm confident that you can and um it's 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 given me uh you know at night when you have a couple drinks before you go to bed when you go to bed you just kind of fall asleep and that was my point it's because i have a brain that kind of doesn't stop with all my things i want to accomplish and get going and it, it is nice to kind of shut that down but uh not having alcohol and not just laying down and falling right asleep has allowed me to kind of connect with my spirituality a little more uh, be a little more thoughtful in the evenings uh, definitely read some more uh, so anyway uh, like I mentioned earlier I'm rambling a little bit but just wanted to fill you guys in on what I'm doing and if you want uh, some support or to join me uh, hit me up Scott at Iron Legion Strength Company or strengthco.com uh, or find me on Instagram or Facebook and uh, I'll definitely uh, walk with you on that journey all right, take care, guys. I'll keep you posted on my uh, new workout program and progress uh, as we go. See ya.